Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right, everyone. Um, welcome back to another episode of The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I am your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me the owner and founder of Paber Institute, Dr. Amy Novotny. Her website is paberinstitute.com. Dr. Amy, well, or Dr. Novotny, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on, Jen. I really appreciate the time and you allowing me to be here with you today. Yeah, absolutely. I'm especially uh, excited in our topic today because, you know, given this era of just being at home all the time, I feel like a lot of us can easily lose lack or we we can easily lack energy and focus. I think for me personally, I put so much energy and focus into, let's say, just being on Zoom calls that it gets exhausting after a while. And so any opening thoughts on that and really just we're at right now in this weird time of the pandemic and being stuck at home and I guess being on Zoom all the time. Yeah, absolutely. That's taken a toll for a lot of us because we're used to movement. We're used to moving our bodies around. And when we're in, you know, sitting in a desk with Zoom all day long, there's not a change in our situation. You're looking Mm -hmm. at the same distance. So your eyes are going to be strained. They're going to be tired. I mean, ideally you want to move your eyeballs every 20 minutes, look 20 feet further for another 20 seconds or so, but you want to really change your, your situation. And just being in one position for a long period of time doesn't serve us. And the other thing is being on zoom is there is a stress factor to it. You're not connecting with a person in, you know, 3d. And so yeah. there are sometimes is miscommunications. There's, you don't fully get that experience. And so that stress factor alone will kick us into that fight or flight mode that results in a cascade of other problems in our body. You know, we know about the cortisol levels going up, but there's an actual muscle contraction that happens throughout our body that puts us in a guarded position. Mm. So then if you're not sitting, ideally it's going to pull on, you know, pull your body out of a position and can lead to various pains throughout your body. Yeah. You know, um, most people can't tell, but I actually have, um, I actually sit on an exercise ball. So my desk is actually, it's one of those stand-up desks, but I've lowered it <laughs> and I sit on an exercise yeah. ball and uh, it's made the world, it's made a world of difference because just sitting in a chair, first of all, just lower back issues. It's like, you just get exhausted after a while. And so to me, I'd like to believe that in sitting, you know, spending hours on zoom, at least I sort of have this, you know, bouncy ball that I get to like, you know, sit on and, and sort of do like a slight core workout. <laughs> Yeah, you can actually do that. So one of the things I caution people with is, yes, you could use sitting as kind of an exercise, but if you do it for too long, Mm -hmm. actually sitting on an exercise ball will actually kick in your fight or flight mode. So it's great for short periods of time, but a lot of people, when they sit on an exercise ball, they're arching their low back Mm. because of the, the desire in our body's tendency to use our back to stabilize us instead of our abdominal muscles, we like to use our back. And so if you increase the use of your back, that's actually going to kick in your fight or flight nervous system, which is okay if you're performing or you're being a host and you're, you have a lot of energy and you want to exude that. But if you want to actually not be in fight or flight mode for a long period of time, which is 
what our body is designed, Mm -hmm. then you do want to sit in a chair where your low back is relaxed, have your knees slightly higher than your hips. So it calms you down. And the reason why you want to do that is because you want the energy, attention and focus to go towards your performance. Mm. If you are sitting upright too long, now your energy is going to go to your body position and holding you upright, which is going to detract from your ability to focus and maintain attention on the task at hand. So you can use it as a tool either way. And so a lot of times, especially with entrepreneurs and um, business owners, they're already taxed to the max. So I have to say, okay, where can we find more energy reserves? Where can we calm you down? Well, we can do that by changing the way you sit, the way you position yourself so that your body recognizes it as an relaxation mode. So that energy now goes towards your ability to perform, think, analyze, and create. Wow. Dr. Novotny, you just taught me so much already. (laughs) I love it. Well, let's talk a little bit more about what you do. You've already hinted at it. Um, You really like to help people calm down their fight or flight nervous system, um, which helps them get out of pain, stress, anxieties, and sleep issues. And uh, I think this is a very relevant uh, topic of today, Uh, but you started back in 2018. So tell us about that time when you decided to start this. And um, I don't know if business has really improved. as a result of the pandemic? Yeah. So it has been a journey. So Mm -hmm. the process that I do is very unique. It's not traditional physical therapy. It's something that I've developed on my own. And so Mm -hmm. I started getting known for this. And back in 2018, I was approached by a world famous photographer to, um, to help him get out of a couple of surgeries. Cause what Mm -hmm. I do helps people get out of joint replacement surgeries, acute rotator cuff tears, disc herniations, all those things. So he had a couple body issues that he was going to, he was going in for a knee replacement and he had an acute tear of his rotator cuff and biceps tendon. Mm -hmm. And so he said, Hey, if I come to see you, can you help me? One? Yes. We got him out of pain. And then two, he said, can I hire you Mm -hmm. to be my coach? I am traveling around the world. I need help. And I'm supposed to end up in Antarctica. And I'm afraid that I won't make it there. It's this once in a lifetime trip to this really remote place in Antarctica. First Mm -hmm. time in eight years, the ship has gone down there. So I basically gave up my life, gave up my W-2 job, my house, everything. And I went and traveled around the world for six months, coaching this guy to make sure he didn't have the surgeries, which he didn't. Wow. And it ended in Antarctica. And once I got there and, you know, I'm also a photographer as well, did the photos, all of that. And then I decided, okay, time to start my business, time to go on my own, not go back to a job and really look at being an entrepreneur and grow it. And so at that point, I came back, started my own practice and decided, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to get this out there? So I started attending events and I went to an investment conference with um, various high level, you know, financial investors and real estate investors, met Robert Kiyosaki. He wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, He asked me for help. Then he started calling me his body healer um, when I got him out of some pain. And Mm. so from there, I started speaking to different masterminds. All through 2019, I was traveling all over, talking and presenting and coaching people and working with people in person. And then, of course, COVID hits in 2020. Yeah. And, you know, like everyone else, it was a bit of shock, you know, trying to find your way in the dark now and see how how things can unfold. And so I switched from probably about probably about 15% virtual to 100% virtual. And again, I said, okay, how can I really make a difference? 
in this world, people mm. really need to be calm now. So I need to start speaking on webinars, do Zoom masterminds, do podcasts. And I just switched my model and how can I help people and really just show up and just get to know people in general and not necessarily say, you know, that I'm going to, hey, I, I want to sell you and what I do, but just get to know you as a human being. And if they're interested in learning what I do, great. If not, that's fine. I'm still going to connect with someone as on a human level first. And so then my business, you know, you know, pivoted and voila, now I have clients throughout the world and I, I do work on zoom most of the day, but luckily I'm having the person move. I'm moving, I'm demonstrating mm -hmm. things. I'm coaching them through a process that helps them transform their body. And sure enough, still getting people out of major surgeries, hip replacements, um, shoulder surgeries, major back pain that, you know, people are considering surgery. So it still works and even help people with anxiety attacks. So the whole slew of things, it's really pivoted and very excited that I, you know, I was able to do this. Yeah, no, I think, I think you should uh, definitely give yourself a pat on the back uh, just because I also, I especially liked how you said, how do I make a difference in this world right now? You know, and I think that's, is the, like, that's how, you know, an entrepreneur is an entrepreneur is when it's not just about, it's not about that bottom line. It's like, how can I serve? And the byproduct of, no, you know, adjusting, pivoting, focusing on what the marketplace needs today, you know, you usually get um, paid handsomely if you're able to, you know, focus on what people's needs really are today. And so, um, I think, I think that's giving yourself a, you, you deserve to get a pat on your back <laughs> for, you. for being able to do that because it's been a difficult time in, you know, 2020 and, you know, just talking about the stress and how much time is spent just on zoom, uh, it's a lot. And so for you to come here and talk to us about how to calm down, like it helps me <laughs> want to calm down just a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that it was innate in us as a kid, mm -hmm. but there are certain things that we learned growing up, like chest out, shoulders back, suck up the gut that mm -hmm. will take you out of any of calm and relaxation. And the people who follow that more, that Superman posture, military posture, athletic posture, that speaking yeah. posture, the more and more that we do that, the more you are not going to turn off at night, the more your body is going to stay ramped up. You're going to feel tight. You're going to feel on edge. You're going to feel like you just can't rest, relax and repose. Mm -hmm. And so it's really tied to how we position our body. And of course, when you do that and you change the position of your rib cage, your breathing has to follow suit. Mm -hmm. So your breathing is going to change to that of fight or flight mode. It's going to become more more shallow. It's you're going to use other back, neck, shoulder muscles to breathe and lift your rib cage instead of really using your diaphragm. Mm -hmm. And then we have this concept that diaphragmatic breathing is belly breathing. And I have to tell people it's not just shoving in and out doesn't mean you're using your diaphragm and inflating your lungs. And so there's a lot of misconceptions out there that really impact us and prevent us from really calming down. And I have to say, if you look at most animal species out there, they spend a lot of the day resting and relaxing, and then they perform at a high level when they need to. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason for that. Our bodies are designed to be in parasympathetic relaxation for the majority of the day. And then when we want to perform, we can pull it all together and perform. And it's, it's much better for our health, I have to say, on many levels.
That very much reminds me of my dog. My husband and I are always poking fun at him at like how hyperactive he could be one minute and then just sleep for hours. Like he's just snoring all of a sudden. And we're just like, is that all you do? All you do is rest. <laughs> but there's a reason for it. Like you said, Dr. Novotny, it's like, oh, that's what they do. Like they need to do that so they can, you know, um, do high performance. And one thing I also notice he does, uh, our dog is when he is stressed, he'll shake. You know, and I, and I think that a lot of us, when we are stressed, we sort of internalize it or we try to find, let's say like unhealthy coping mechanisms to work through that stress. And so, you know, just your talk about like movement and ways to work on that internal wiring to better calm yourself down, I think is really powerful. Yeah. It's, it's really an amazing tool that we somehow lose growing up. Mm -hmm. If you think at little toddlers, their ribs are down, their bellies out. Mm -hmm. At some point we start to change that we shift that. And so we're, our actions, our movements, our subconscious are all based on habits. And so we have to examine the habits that we have and look at it and say, okay, is that serving us the way that we want to be, or is it not? Because mm -hmm. you can go both ways. If I'm running a race at the end of the race, absolutely. I'm going to throw my chest out, suck my gut up in and just go all out mm -hmm. at the end of the race. But do I want that in the middle of presenting? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe mm -hmm. to some degree, yes. Maybe if I need to get some, you know, the group's attention very quickly, yeah, I'm going to stick out my chest and maybe make a noise or change the inflection of my voice. But then I also want to calm myself down and I can capture the audience in that way as well. And same thing if I'm presenting to, you know, a meeting, mm -hmm. I can project that I'm calm and in control by having my rib cage down and changing the way they, that I breathe. Mm. I can make just as much as an impact, but it doesn't have to hurt my body in the process. And you can approach that with every type of interaction you have on a daily basis. And especially I hear as well, so many entrepreneurs or presenters, they say, I lose my ability to breathe mm. or I can't get enough air in. And I say, look at yourself in the mirror. How high is your rib cage? Is it really high? Is your chest sticking out? Are you sucking up your gut and in, up and in? If so, that means you have put yourself in such a state of fight or flight mode. You can't breathe in anymore because all those accessory muscles that you're using to breathe in, they've hit their limit. Mm. You can't lift your rib cage up anymore. You really need to switch to using your diaphragm. But in order to do that, you have to drop that rib cage down. You have to let your belly out. Most of us don't want to see a pooch. Yeah. Unfortunately, there are organs down there. So we're going to see a pooch. <laughs> <laughs> it is just the way that we're built. We have to let our digestive tract have space to work. So it means not sucking your gut up and in. And so a lot of people will often say they have acid reflux too. Well, they've sucked it all up and in and they don't let their digestive tract work. Mm. So as we're changing your ability to calm yourself and drop your rib cage down and let your belly out, people often see their blood pressure drop their digestive organs start to work better. They get out of chronic pain. They don't feel the anxiety. There's so many different things mm -hmm. that can happen and can shift them. And it's really powerful. You know, one thing I've come to appreciate about the pandemic is that when you do Zoom, it's only, you know, like chest and up. And mm -hmm. I've actually grown to appreciate wearing loose clothing because <laughs> I'm just tired of sucking it in. You know, I was a former Cali girl living in the East Coast now, and that used to be just the thing to suck it in and try to be really thin. And I, I wonder if that's really also coming from like, you know, a self-conscious standpoint of like why we don't just let our gut loose because yeah. society, culture, you know, um, advertising has at least taught women and, and I'm just speaking from personal experience, you know, to suck it in. And so something about the pandemic, I, I, I feel like I've 
other than all the zoom calls, I think I'm generally more relaxed because I don't have to care so much about, you know, uh, I can relax more. I, I think ultimately is what I'm saying. And part of that is wearing loose clothing, not caring, you know, if my gut's hanging out and being okay with it. And I, I do like to believe that I've been a little more calm <laughs> comparatively <laughs> to how I used to going out and wearing heels and sucking it and everything. But I just really like that you, uh, you know, share that with us and encouraging all of us just relax more. Just, just let your gut hang. It's okay. There's organs in there. Like you said, just let it be, let it digest. Yeah, absolutely. And it is hard to give us a give permission. Mm -hmm. There are cultural factors. There are influences from people that we've always looked up to. And I just have to, when I work with people, I say, listen, I care about your health and we need to get your vision and your mindset to care about your health more than how you appear or unfortunately some cultural beliefs that we have about how we're supposed to look. Yeah. Because if you feel better about your health, if your health is better, guess what? It will show up in how you present yourself. No one will care that your belly sticks out a little bit more. If your rib cage is down and you feel relief and relaxation, it shows up in how you, how you behave. Mm -hmm. People will resonate with you better. And it really, in the end game, when people interact with you, they don't remember the little pooch of your stomach. They right. really don't. They really take in what they remember is how you made them feel, how mm -hmm. you spoke to them, how you resonated your energy. And so if we can shift out of that and it will take, it takes time. It really takes time because it's a habit that is so ingrained in us. But if we shift out of it, mm -hmm. the other side is a transformation in you and your body, your mind, everything about you that really gets you to another level. Yeah. I love it. Very, very encouraging. <laughs> Dr. Novotny, yeah. thank you for that. Uh, one fun thing, uh, one one fun thing that our listeners should know is that uh, Paber Institute, the word Paber is a, an acronym, stands for Pain, Awareness, Breathing, and Relief. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Uh, and then I want to shift gears and, and ask one more question in regards to the entrepreneurial side of what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So the acronym I was looking at, okay, I'm getting people out of some type of pain point, whether it's mm -hmm. stress, anxiety, sleep issues, surgery, um, other digestive issues, whatever it is, I want to get them from pain to relief. Mm -hmm. And we have to do that first through some type of awareness training, whether mm -hmm. they're aware of muscles guarding, aware of their mindset, their state, and then we're shift them into by using that to relief by using breathing. So we shift mm -hmm. them from awareness to relief by using breathing and also body position training. So we are looking at this process and it's not just simple. Okay. I'm going to start breathing differently. If you look at it, there's so many different types of breath work out there. But mm -hmm. the one thing that I find that's often missing is we have to change the body position. So your breathing mechanism can actually change too mm. to that parasympathetic relaxation. And because if you are in a body state of fight or flight and you practice breathing on it, it's not mm -hmm. going to be as transformative as if you combine the two together. And so that's the process they call the power method. Mm, love it. Uh, Dr. Novotny, uh, before we go, uh, I know that, um, like you mentioned earlier, your business went from 15% virtual to hundred <laughs> percent. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that shift and what other entrepreneurs can take away from you doing that successful transition. Absolutely. So what I realized is when I switched to virtual, 
it's more about the client learning a process. Mm-hmm. So when I was in person, you know, if I'm using my hands to help guide them, there's a lot of them just letting me do something to them and just relaxing. Mm-hmm. But when I switch to virtual, it's like, okay, how do I impart some type of teaching where they experience a transformation? And that was the key. They have mm-hmm. to experience a transformation and they have to learn a skill. And that's what I'm teaching them. And then I also say, if we're doing virtual, I'm going to record it if you're okay with it and give you that recording. Mm. It's so important to me that you get this, that I'm going to make anything possible to allow you to actually get this. I'm not going to hold back information. So it, so with switching to virtual and changing up how you do things, I really say, look at all the ways that you can provide a service or a teaching or a product to someone, but go above and beyond more than your competitors, more than they would mm-hmm. expect so that it is all about them going through a transformation. And again, get involved in as many different things. If it is virtual, mm-hmm. get involved in different things that allow you to present, but really just say, hey, how can I help? Mm-hmm. How can I really help your audience grow differently, act differently, get on podcasts, different ways that you can find where people are hanging out that you can provide them value and teach them something that they can say, oh, you know what? I want to learn more. Dr. Novotny, I learned so much from you today. I want to thank you again so much for your time for joining us here on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. I hope your listeners took some advice and you know learned a lot from me, but I really appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely. And again, to our listeners, this is Dr. Uh, Amy Novotny, who is the owner and founder of Paper Institute. Uh, Paper stand- is an acronym, stands for Pain Awareness Breathing Relief, and her website is paperinstitute.com. Thank you all so much for joining us, and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.